You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello, and welcome back to OK Sis Podcast. Oh, you want to say your name? Oh, my name is Mads. What's up? I'm Scout, and I'm the muse of Uncle Gems. Oh, my God. I can't. That was the worst. That was the worst. I was going to ask you, give me your best Uncle Gems. Uncle Gems. Okay, that was better. That, better? that was better. That was okay. better. That first one was really rusty. To be honest, I was nervous to do it because it was me admitting myself into the pop cultural relevant conversation, and I'm not exactly a pro there, so I felt out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I was afraid of the wrath of your judgment. Scout, you are, you're part of the zeitgeist. I'm so proud of you. So I knew about the Uncle Jams before you even sent it no, to me. okay. I don't know why you are... <laughs> Mine, this is mine. <laughs> I was Josh Safdie's muse in Uncle John's. Uncle John. Okay, right. this is this is enough. Enough. Okay, sorry for that audio experience, everybody. Auditory but I was experience. dying yesterday watching everyone do it. It was she is so interesting to me that Julia Fox girl. I want to know what 
she like she hasn't commented on it nor has alex cooper nor has josh safty where the fuck is he coming out of the woodwork his, his seo spiked okay what does alex cooper have to do with this <laughs> oh was she the girl that interviewed julia fox yes this was on call her daddy so why would she need to make a comment no, just like I just want to know if she I don't know she it's going crazy viral It'd just be funny if she did it well Julia Fox said that she was high okay that makes sense that makes a little sense she like commented on a post she was like ha 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 guys chill out like pump the brakes or you know like lay off me I was high it was brilliant it was brilliantly done I hope this trend never dies it is so fucking funny there was another really funny one where someone had the black makeup on. Hannah Bruno oh, did a TikTok and she's like, yeah, yeah, it's a fashion emergency. Yes, I know that you are crying. Like, I know you have stuff with your family, but you haven't told me what else to wear in two weeks. And I've just been sitting here in this outfit for two. It's like, it's so funny. Wow. I'll send it to you. Everything, everything about this moment. This is when I love pop culture. It just it yeah. unifies us. It brings us around a common interest. It is fantastic. But the common interest is such absurdity. Like why? Well, it's absolute absurdity. It's absolute lunacy. It is. Yeah. But I am obsessed. I live for it. I'm here, you know, sending people TikToks, laughing, giggling. It, it's all good. It's all fun vibes. Yeah, the, the Uncut Gems thing is the only thing I'm like super, super tapped into. I mean, obviously I know who Julia Fox is, but what a time to be alive. Have you ever seen Uncut Gems? Yeah, it is a seizure. Dark. It's a seizure. It's a seizure. It is, it is like, people really. Who, people who suffer from seizures should not watch Uncut Gems <laughs> because it is excruciating. It's agony. Do you think Adam Sandler knows about Anka Joms? You know, Adam Sandler, I have some hot takes on Adam Sandler. Oh God. Oh, let's hear him. So Adam Sandler is my husband's like favorite. Okay. All the Adam Sandler movies. Really? Adam loves Adam Sandler movies. He grew up with them. So we've been, you know, we rewatch some of them because you and I, I think grew up on his older stuff. Like I didn't see a lot of like Billy Madison, you know, stuff like that. I didn't even see The Wedding Singer, which I love The Wedding Singer. That is a beautiful movie. But in a couple of Adam Sandler movies, the motif is that he's an absolute fucking idiot. Sure. Idiot with no sure. prospects, no motivation. He is a little boy a pretending little to boy. be a man. Mm -hmm. And yet he attracts the sexy, the powerful, the rich, the career driven, the boss woman. And I'm like, this is what's wrong with men today is they think that they can be complete babies and get the 10 woman who's not only beautiful, but is also far ahead in her career without being a man. And this is what the generation of men that we know grew up on. It's terrible. Well, you know that Amy Schumer has a bit about this and how she references this movie with Kevin James and then he ends up with Rosario Dawson and it's and she is like fawning over him and it's just ridiculous I know it's it's the motif we're back with the motif but I feel like Adam Sandler just doubles down on that motif and I will literally be watching these movies with Adam and whenever Adam Sandler is in a movie, except 51st States and The Wedding Singer, which I absolutely love. Every time he's with Drew Barrymore, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. But without Drew Barrymore, I'm like, this is the most unrealistic, ridiculous perspective of what women want and how 
unequal is this partnership that Adam Sandler has found himself in within this movie? Okay. Well, <gasps> did you watch the new Ali Wong stand-up? I was literally just going to say that I have not and I need to. <gasps> oh, fuck me. We're doing Content Corner and you haven't watched Ali Wong stand-up? I know. I've been busy with a lot of other things, okay? So let's get it. Let's get into Content Corner. We're not going to do culture... Er, Sorry, we're not going to do, what is it? Current fixations, Matt. Wow. How many years have we been doing this podcast? We're not going to be doing current fixations because this whole episode is one big ass current fixation. We're going to do a little content corner. So let's start. We're doing a content corner. But wait, before we do the content corner, can we just celebrate our new pod art real quick? Can we just have a moment for the up leveled? Oh my God, I forgot. Guys. If you're listening to this, which you are, hello, sister, go look on your phone. Go revel in the new podcast artwork that is on your phone. How fucking cute is it? It is so, it is so perfectly my attitude and your attitude in one photo. We could not have nailed it more. I know. Like I'm a little silly sticking out my tongue being annoying and you're not having it. And you're just like, I am Kourtney Kardashian. Get the Mm -hmm. fuck out of my way, bitch. Yep. To all the people who think I'm an asshole to Maddie, more of you are coming out of the woodworks. The vibe is for you. Oh, all right. We don't need to. We don't need to address that. If you were in, if you were in green room yesterday or last week, you know. You know. If you were on our live podcast recording on Spotify's green room at three p.m. PST on Thursday, you know. Okay, you the know girls, what I'm I gotta, about. I gotta. Oh, jeez, Maddie. <laughs> I was gonna say something mean, but I can't because people think I mean to you. Okay, so. just say it. Everyone, she's joking. Like, I'm more mean to her. <laughs> Jesus. So I realized, I think I know why when the moments now that people think I mean to you, like in the Kelty Knight episode last week that we published, you were like, I've trained my boyfriend to write letters to me every week and I jump in. I'm like, no, 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 bitch. He's nice. He does it on his own. That was not your idea. I think that's the moments that people think that's I'm being not mean. mean. To like, you. I don't understand. That's not mean. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that we have the podcast start. That was what I wanted. Oh, oh, right? oh God. I got it. Okay. Great. All right. Let's move into content corner. Let's start with TV shows. Yes. Okay, so it was a struggle to make make this list. And then as I started to think on it, because I was like, I'm not watching any show right now because famously, I have finished Grey's Anatomy, as everyone knows, and there's just no consistent show in my life. So, but then I just had to think on it and I have like six shows listed here. Okay, but let's let's talk about the ones we overlap on real quick because I know we both finished and just like that, correct? Sure. Okay, so I want to talk to you about it. I want to hear your thoughts because I feel like there's a lot of wide variety thoughts going on on the internet about the Sex and the City reboot. What were your overarching thoughts? Okay, hot take. I enjoyed myself. Me too. I had a good time, okay? Me too. I didn't take it too seriously. First of all, you've never seen Sex and the City, the original, so that's weird. Okay, but but let's like back it up a little bit. I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen... I've seen episodes. I've seen the movies. I understand no. the characters, but I am rewatching no. the whole thing now. Okay, good. Because that that's annoying because it is one of the best pieces of television. It was revolutionary of its time. Obviously, I did not watch it at the time because I was like five. So listen, you got to take it for what it is. We can't, we can't overthink it. We can't overanalyze mm-hmm. it. Yes, was I upset that they made Miranda the Karen of the show? Of course. I was really, really pissed about that. Yet, honestly, 
it was a fun time. It was, mm-hmm. we, the gals are three fourths of the gals are back together. They're doing shit around New York city. The fashion is great. Whatever, whatever. It was great. It was fine. Whatever. Okay. So my take on the whole thing is one, the fashion was just fucking supreme. And it just makes me feel like whoever did the costume for the devil wears Prada missed the mark. Like they just missed the mark. You know, like when you we see, say, we reference that maybe like once a year. But it's so upsetting because the Devil Wears Prada is so iconic and yet they completely missed the mark when it came to fashion choices where, and just like that was supreme. Carrie's outfits, I need to aspire to be that level of what Carrie wears because it is just out of control. I cannot believe you haven't seen the whole show. You're going to die if you think that, and just like that was good fashion, you're going to. Well, I started rewatching the whole thing, but my thing was, I think obviously they tried to be extremely relevant by placing the stereotypical woke conversation moments into every single episode, which was fucking annoying and a bit cringy. I understand where they were coming from with that tactic and that strategy. So yeah, but towards the end, I was hooked. I'm like, I want a season two. I want a season two. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think part of the woke moments were cringy of them being relevant, but overall I'm ready for the next one. It was something to do. It was something to do. Okay. But it also felt exciting to see them together and to, I know I didn't watch it, but you know, they're icons. And also I just fucking hate the world because I was looking up, you know, I was reading what the consensus was online and Buzzfeed did this whole article about how, and just like that was the way that sex in the city redeemed themselves for their out of touch whiteness and homophobic parts of all of sex in the city and they pulled together these times when they said things politically incorrect in the shows trying to like paint sex in the city as this like out of touch and I was like guys okay this is a fucking stretch things that were made 20 years ago or 10 years ago there are things that are said in those shows that like you just can't say today and picking apart sex in the city and trying to cancel sex in the city is fucking stupid Yeah, it's the same. It's it, people do it with like friends. It, it, you do it with every show. Like every show, ha, like some of it doesn't age well for sure. But yeah, for sure. Whatever. Okay, so let's go through my little list here of the ones that you're not watching. So I am unfortunately watching The Bachelor. Mm. It it's Mm-mm. now getting to a good point. It was really painful until this point, but there is a twist that I'm excited to see how it plays out. So basically he has sex with, I think three women. No, he says, I love you to three women has sex with two of them. And there's a moment where he says to them, like, I have been intimate with both of you in front of both of them. So there's like a whole, okay, but there's a whole thing. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it unfolds. That's it. Yeah. I hear that. But just real quick, That should not be the drama of The Bachelor. Like, we should know at this point that The Bachelor or The Bachelorette fucks at least two people during the season, at least. If I was The Bachelorette, I would fuck at least five. For sure. Hands down. Let's go. That's the point. That's the sound bite. (laughs) Like, literally, oh, fuck me. Literally, the (laughs) fantasy suites, like, there's no question in my mind that that's going down. I don't understand why this is like a shock. (laughs) 
I understand. So that's why I'm excited to, because it is weird. It's very strange that he would tell them. So I think there's just something else that's happening. So that's why I'm excited to see it unfold. But hmm. historically, the men, like the bachelors, have said that they, have, they only have sex with the girl that they're picking because they pretty much know who they're going to pick. And then the women, I think, have sex with all of them. Hannah Brown had sex with everyone. She was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, unfortunately, shocking to people. Yeah. But yeah, I could like, look what I just said. I'd fuck all of them for sure. <laughs> Even the new uh, Jesse Palmer. He's the new uh, what's his face? The host. Yeah. Well, I don't even know about that, but obviously I'd stay within the parameters of the game. <laughs> you know who's off limits and who's on limits. Let's be real here. All right. And then I just started Love is Blind yesterday. I totally forgot there was a new season. I loved the first season and it's delightful. I'll check back in later, give you a little update, but great premise, great show. I, I enjoy it. I love how it is edited and done. Netflix knows how to do reality shows like this. They are so good. They're so good. It's too hot to handle back because I know that there was a second season, but I didn't watch it because I didn't I just felt as if season one was so incredible because nobody understood. Apparently season, yeah, apparently season two is not good. So I wouldn't waste your time. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So Love is Blind, I watched a couple episodes of the first season and I couldn't get into it. So I moved on. Okay. Can I go through mine? Okay. You go, you go one. And then I have some, I have a few more. Oh, well, I have a, I have a bunch. It, it's like you've showed up and you didn't think I would have some thing to contribute here. I, I know that that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> If you say Parks and Rec, can you say new shows? Can we limit this to new shows? Yes. Okay, thank you. Yes, yes. My There's two new shows here. Oh, there's okay. three new shows. Okay, so obviously I'm watching Inventing Anna, yes. which I don't know why you're not watching. I am. Why are you saying that? I am watching it. Okay, then you started it yesterday because two days ago I asked you and you're like, not yet. Well, I said that because I'm me and Ben June are watching it together. Yes. Okay. What episode are you on? Two or uh, now we're on three, but I cannot get over her accent. Like I understand that's how she actually sounds, but I just wouldn't. Honestly, I'm going to say it right here. I would not be swayed by Anna Delvey. I wouldn't take her bullshit. I would not be one of the people that got swindled by her. Sorry that I just can't look when I look at her. She looks like a 12 year old and I don't like her voice. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. 
Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Also, it's a little, I'm waiting to read the articles about what's actually fact and what's not fact because I feel like some things are definitely extremely overplayed and so I don't, like, I don't actually think Anna Delvey, I think the show Inventing Anna portrays Anna Delvey as a much bigger mastermind than I think the real Anna Delvey is. Anna Delvey technically only got charged for stealing or whatever $200,000. Like, I know that she stole more because people didn't come forward with what she was trying to fraud them with, but like, 200k I mean you're not the biggest con artist in the world here but that's the whole point is that and she says that the journalist like you want to be famous that's what you want and it's so true like she doesn't give a shit what the circumstances are you know what's a huge thing I I was gonna google this yesterday how does Anna you know that she like still has her Instagram and she's in 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 jail like she was like posting selfies in jail no she's out of jail she came out of jail last year I understand this last year when she was in jail she was posting selfies from jail and we were all like how do you have your Instagram in jail you know I think jail is not what we think it is at times you know what I mean okay so I'm watching that the first 45 seconds of the first episode is the most cringe wordy thing I have ever fucking seen in my life facts are you agreeing 
I don't remember it. Oh, it was just her talking like, yet I know who I am. I'm a bitch. I'm a bitch. You can't fuck with me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I remember that. That's when we first heard her voice. Something is wrong with that woman's voice. Well, that's the whole point. It's like, it's very, we don't know where it comes from. It's an accent that doesn't exist. I think I just did a really good impression. That was really good. Honestly, we should send it to Shonda. Yeah, I think she would want to hear that. For sure. Because <laughs> she oh, needs gosh. a back, like a... Uh, understudy a voiceover understudy okay next show we have a lot to cover oh sorry oh me okay yeah <laughs> so i am watching season two of the righteous gemstones and i know you haven't watched this yet on no not on it's righteous gemstones and people are sleeping on this tv show me and heather my director of clients at scott's agency we are both watching it and it's one of those shows that i think by season four like everyone's gonna fucking watch it is fucking incredible adam devine's in it the guy from big lebowski's in it like the cast is supreme i've never even heard of it oh my god look it up right now it is absolutely it's i've said it on the podcast before and you've completely dismissed me about it because no one is talking about it but i guarantee you by season three or four everyone is john goodman is the main character danny mcbride is in it it is I don't understand how to explain it. The humor is very different. I feel like every time, is it Danny McBride, Danny McBride, and there's this other guy, they did Vice Principals together, Walton Goggins. Every time they're in a show together, the comedy is dark and fucking weird. And just watch the show. I promise you, it is so good. And you are going to be hearing about it everywhere in the next couple of years. It's going to take a little bit for the show to get the recognition that it deserves. Oh, wow. You're a trendsetter. Do you know what it's about? No, I don't want to know. Just I'll watch it. Well, okay. It's about the Gemstone family and they are a pastor. They're like a Christian family empire and they own a mega church. And it's about just like how spoiled the kids are. They live on like this whole compound. It's not exactly a critique on the Christian church. It's just making fun of a very extremely flamboyant rich family. And it's amazing. Great. Sign me up. I'll do it. I'll watch it. Okay. I mean, it wouldn't be a TV corner without mentioning Euphoria. This show is just, it is so dark to the point where I am just uncomfortable for everyone that watches it. I'm very concerned that people are having watch parties for this show to watch people shoot up heroin. It is, I have never seen things in my life like I've seen on Euphoria. And it is, I'm just so, I'm concerned for the youths. I'm concerned for the youths that they're watching this. And, and, and thinking it's normal. Yeah. Like, oy vey. You know, everything other than the drugs is fantastic. I mean, the fashion is great. The girls in high school are great. But the sex and the drugs and the manipulation and the abuse, I just, can we have a show that just doesn't have any of that and just have like cute glitter and cute Gen Z outfits? That's what I want. That's what people are liking about the show, you know? So, I'm concerned for the youths, but Mm. I obviously will continue to watch because as everyone knows, I'm a slave to, you know, the zeitgeist and I need to be knowing what's going on, especially on TikTok. Things like, you know, you're confused. I'm fucking confused, bro. Stuff like that. Mm. Or I have never ever been happier. Stuff like that, you know? So I have not, 
I'm not watching Euphoria. I think it's for the best. Because I feel like it's one of those, yeah, it's one of those, it's one of those TV shows that I'm not sure I'm going to be able to consciously turn off the darkness that I will feel within me while watching it. 100%. I'm all down for dark and drama, but I think from what I've heard, Euphoria is just a constant pressure point of real rock bottoms that are really fucked up and serious. And as I'm down to watch dramas and the human experience, but I, you know, as someone who has had suicidal ideation, like I don't really think I need to go there all the time. You don't. And no you're one right. does. It is a little scary. Like, is this a good move to be putting content out like this and making people think that this is what high school is? And I saw someone post, which I thought was really interesting. She said along the lines of, you know, apparently there's intense sex scenes, but these are underage characters. And is it a good idea mm-hmm. to be you know, in a weird way, I know the people are over age, but is it, where do you draw the line between showing underage hypersexuality? Because that can permeate into other areas of our society where viewing underage children having sex, I'm not saying that they shouldn't, I had sex as an underage person, but is it the best message to be showing it in that way, if that makes sense? Like, we're watching, you guys are watching like 15 year olds fuck. Like that's kind of weird. Yeah, I agree. I think it's all fucked up and weird. And I think that's the point. And I am just more so concerned that it's so ingrained in the system. And I watch it and I'm just, I am very taken aback that people are just having watch parties like it's the fucking bachelor i am very confused you're confused i'm fucking confused bro okay the last one i'm gonna say and honestly i don't even know why i wrote it in here but i'm just gonna say it because it's like one of those shows it is so bad i want to give you a zero but i can't so i'm gonna give it a one that's also a tiktok yeah i am oh you know yeah that's from uh i don't know i saw it somewhere America's Next Top yeah. Model, I think. So I'm going to just mention it. I don't know if you've uh, partaken. How I Met Your Father. Oh, no, I have not. So look, I have a high tolerance for bad shows and bad TV. Okay, I have a very, very high. I am. I can tolerate a lot, okay? This show is so, so bad and so cringy. I don't know why. I mean, I know why they're re- they're recreating the same format mm-hmm. as How I Met Your Mother, which fantastic show. Loved that show. I rewatch it all the time to fall asleep. And they have a laugh track. And I'm sorry, we need to ban laugh tracks in 2022. Why did you think that this was a good idea? What? Like, I understand you're trying to take the format. You're trying to recreate it. There is a reason laugh tracks don't work anymore. And it is this show. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch it, you're just going to be like, oi. It's like nails on a chalkboard, this laugh track. But alas, I've been watching it because there's nothing else for me to watch. And it's just like a good turn off your brain, watch it while you cook type of show. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to pass. But the last show that I'm watching with Adam is Murderville. It is Will Arnett's new improv TV show yes. where he brings mm-hmm. on, he's in character and it's he's a senior crime detective. And he brings on celebrities to play themselves and they improv throughout the entire episode and they try to solve a murder. And it's pretty epic. I need to watch the Conan one. Um, the other ones didn't really interest me, but I am as, and this is a good transition to our podcast content corner section. I am a through and through 
Conan O'Brien fan. It seems off brand, but not really. his podcast. Not really. I can see you being a total Conan brand. So I never fan. <laughs> Conan brand. So I don't even know what compelled me to listen to his podcast because I usually don't really listen to like celebrity podcasts really, but it is. I'm sorry. It's the best. It's the best podcast other than OK Sis. It is the best podcast that exists and people are really mad because he's like obviously already has a following but you get to see a side of him that is just it's nowhere it's never on his tv show it's never in his youtube he is the funniest mind i have ever listened to i am peeing my pants listening to this podcast every single week it's the only podcast where i literally i stay up sunday night for it to drop like i don't i'm not like that with any other podcast and it is just fan fucking tastic i recommend and i listen to all the he does like um fan episodes where he talks to a fan mm-hmm. and they are just oh god he's really he's pushed something he has got he has got it. Yeah. So I've only listened to a little bit of his podcast. I think in the car with Adam, I think they called a fan because I think Adam is a really big Conan O'Brien podcast fan. And I'm sorry, I don't see the Conan O'Brien appeal at all. Like as a talk show host, as a comedian, as a podcast host, I don't see it. It's not for me. I'm going to just send you, I think it was actually when we were in the car together and we were listening to a particularly weird episode. I'm going to send you one that he recently did with this fan. I was peeing my pants off. I'll send it to you. And it's, if anyone's listening, it's like the latest one he did with a fan. And it's about, it's a girl that's a eye doctor. And that's all I'll say. And it's just fantastic. They have the most amazing banter, him and his assistant, Sona. And honestly, we need to get Sona on the pod. She is so fucking funny. Mm. All right. So that's one of my podcasts, Tried and True. I'm going to just list these off quickly. These are my Tried and True podcasts. Anything The Ringer, you everyone knows that. I listen to Bachelor Party like it's my religion after. That's really the only reason why I watch The Bachelor so I can listen to Bachelor Party. Jam Session, Tea Time, anything that The Ringer does in terms of pop culture. I've said this in the podcast before, but I love Thinking is Cool with Kinsey Grant. She used to work at The Morning Brew and mm-hmm. she just went off and did this her own little media company. Not little, she's you know building a media company. And the episodes are incredible. They're really well-crafted and well-researched and she's very silly and also extremely profound so highly recommend and then conan of course morning toast and then the expanded podcast by lacey phillips i still love i think that's where i tap into my little you know spirituality part of me Mm -hmm. when i i'm when i'm looking to be inspired i listen to the expanded podcast and then obviously i've mentioned the two percent podcast by female founders fund they interview a lot of amazing female entrepreneurs so i've been trying to get back into listening to more businessy podcasts so i really love that one okay new additions on purpose by jay shetty i I'm obsessed same, with Jay Shetty. Same, that's my he new one. He is so cute. He is so, his voice. Have you seen his wife on Instagram? No. Oh my God, I oh need to follow him. Oh my God, Mads, you, when you see, we got to get his wife on this podcast. His wife is oh my God. literally Jay Shetty in a girl. Like she's incredible. Ugh. Oh, I love him so much. Okay. And then I started listening to Business Casual, which is by The Morning Brew. They speak to a lot of businessy people. They just had Gary Vee on, your man. 
And then I'm listening to Bad Vibes, which is a new podcast on Betches. I haven't listened to a Betches podcast in a while, but the reason I'm listening to it is because one of my new favorite TikTokers, Miss Talia Lichstein, which she went to our alma mater, Camp Hess Kramer. And I saw her popping up on my FYP and I was like, I know this girl. So I DM'd her on Instagram. And I was like, hi, do I know you? And I was like, did you go to Kramer? And she's like, yeah, it's CHK. And she's fantastic. She deserves all the success she's getting. I think she just hit a million followers on TikTok and now she has this podcast and she is so funny. So I'm I'm really excited to follow her and along. Okay, other ones, Las Culturistas by Bowen Yang or with Bowen Yang. Have you listened to this? I feel like you would love it. No, I have not. Okay. Do you know Bowen Yang? I think so. Who who do you think it is? The guy from SNL. Yeah. Okay, great. great. Good job. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He's a Nora from Queens, which also amazing TV show. Oh, see, I never, yeah, I never watched it. I'm a huge Aquafina fan. I think she's fucking hilarious. Yes. And then I recently listened to Glennon Doyle's podcast, which I feel like you've recommended to me, the We Can Do Hard Things. She just had Dr. Lori Santos on, who obviously has, I think it's called The Happiness Lab, and which is a very, very big podcast. And I just, I never had heard from her. And my co-founder Lauren sent it to me. She says, you have to listen to this. And I love Glennon. She's so... You read her book. Of course I did. I read Untamed, of course, but you don't get her personality as much. And in this podcast, she is so vibrant, so silly, and has a lot of energy, which I just didn't really get from Untamed. You know what I mean? Like I didn't get her personality as much. And so... I was into it. Yeah, it's so weird because I actually feel as if the first time I heard Glennon speak, I was like, wait, that doesn't match the person I read in the book. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. And I obviously just love the name. We can do hard things. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, one last one. Sorry. This is, are, are we going to have a conversation? Or are you just like, like drill no. sergeanting this situation? Drill sergeant, um, just because I want to list them and because you don't li- I feel like I'm getting hit in the head with a lot. Okay. Oh. Okay, you know, I'm just giving people, you know, what they want, uh, content. So (laughs) the Mad Happy podcast, very good. They have incredible guests on, Tinks, Emma Chamberlain, Gary Vee, your boy again. And I just like the questions and I like the pacing of it. They speak obviously about mental health. So I feel like Scout would be right up your alley. And it's it's a great podcast. Mm. I recommend it. Do you listen to the Emotional Entrepreneur podcast? You know, I haven't checked it out yet. Um, I've heard amazing things. Mm. Did you rebrand it from Scout Podcast to The Emotional Entrepreneur? We're moving swiftly along (laughs) since you are about five months late to that fucking game. (laughs) I'm sorry. Good, Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so I just wanted to talk about the podcasts that I think are a little bit new in my Rolodex. Obviously, okay. I still listen, you know, very religiously to the Skinny Confidential. I tap into Ed Milet. I tap into the Kathy Heller show, which used to be Don't Call Your Day Job. She just rebranded it. A lot of stuff like that. Expanded podcasts. I'll listen to an Almost 30 episode every now and then, etc. But there are two podcasts that I'm really loving right now. And it is Trading Secrets by Jason Tardick. I think it is a genius, genius format. So he essentially brings people on and he breaks down their career by how they made their money. And the guest will share as much as they are 
comfortable sharing. So like how much they made at each phase and with each deal and how each deal came about. And it's so cool. I mean, I'm obsessed with money and business and how people make money. And I'm always happy to talk about that, but I know a lot of people aren't. And so to hear really big people break down what their deals were, how much they got paid for this, and sometimes they'll feel uncomfortable. So he'll do a sliding scale. Like he had Nick Vial on and he said, do you make over $700,000 or under $700,000 from your podcast a year? And he said, over, over. Wow. So, so it's just, I love the transparency. That's amazing. We need more of that. It's incredible transparency. He just had A-Rod on and A-Rod was talking about like the first deal he ever made and how they offered him 1 million. And his mom was like, ask for 1.5 when she was like working three jobs, minimum wage, they had no money. And she was like, no, like get your worth, negotiate. It just goes through. He walks through his mindset with each of the deals, how, when he went to the Yankees, what his mindset was behind it. So it's not just an interview show. He's really, and Jason's obviously a money expert. He was, I think, some sort of investment financial guy before he's kind of become like a personal brand around this. But what he does, so he interviews people on that. And it's it's really cool to hear people talk about what they were making. Like Nick Vial, while he was the Bachelor Mads, was not making any money from the franchise. He had no money when he was The Bachelor. He had been he had been on The Bachelorette twice and Paradise and he was flat fucking broke when he became The Bachelor. Like he had made one brand deal and got paid a little bit to be on Paradise. He yeah, the, I mean Paradise they don't pay you basically anything. And then to be The Bachelor, I think it's I, I think it's very low. Like I think it's like $50,000. But he wasn't making money. Like I we all know The Bachelor doesn't pay you. But one would think that he was famous at that point that he'd be making money from appearances. And Brent, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. Because he was a villain. Probably no one wanted to work with him. I don't know. Interesting. It's so interesting. Like he really gets candid about his money situation at that point. And then at the end of the podcast, Jason Tardick does like a roundup with this something the curious Canadian they call it. He brings on like a little co-host at the end and they break down the industry that that person is in, the key moments wow. of how they and make like the money. Average. The average of what you can make in that industry. It's it's really, I highly recommend A-Rod's second. Wow. They broke it into two parts. He's had billionaires on. It's amazing. So I really love that podcast. And then I'm really into the School of Greatness by Lewis Howes. I think that Lewis Howes is such, such a beautiful example of a man who is standing in his masculine in a healthy way and is completely in touch with his feminine. He's one of the most masculine men, I believe. You know, he was a pro football player. He boxes, like he's in that space. And yet he is so vulnerable and so emotional. And so I just think he's a beautiful example for any of the sisters out there who's looking, who has a significant other that is, that, you know, identifies as a man who's looking for a role model in this space that can help them succeed at their career while also really getting in touch and doing the inner work. Lewis Howes is it. So those are the two that I wanted to highlight as some of the ones that I'm like really obsessed with right now. I love that. I'm going to definitely check out the Jason Tardick one that I don't know why I haven't. I just, I forgot about it. So I need to check it out. He is such a natural 
host. He's not he's a podcast amazing. host. He he's almost like a talk show host. Like his yeah. energy, the way he speaks, how he acts, his timing. It is so good. Listen today and report back to me. Okay. Will do. All right, let's move on. I have just two movies. Oh. There's really not that many movies, but I'm just going to say Marry Me with J-Lo. Just honorable mention. J-Lo is back in her rom-com era, and it was so, so good. Honestly, mm. Ben June watched it with me on Valentine's Day, and I was, and he liked it. He was, he enjoyed himself. So if you're looking for just a, Easy watch, a nice little rom-com to see J-Lo back in her prime. Marry me. And then the second one that I watched, this is not a new movie, but it is newly watched by me. Music and lyrics. I forgot about this rom-com. God, what's the song? What's the song? Give me the song. I've been living in a shadow overhead. I've been sleeping with a cloud above my bed. I've been up here so long, trying to find this individual. Um, all I want to do is find a way back into love. I just want to... It is... But what's that What's that Mbop song that he sings... Oh, of course. Pop goes my heart. Pop goes my heart. I never fall in, fall in love with you. Dude, Hugh Grant is doing the most in that movie. His with his hip hips. thrusts. Hip, hip thrusts. I was pee- <laughs> Me and Brett were peeing, laughing. Like, he is so fucking good in that movie. And I just completely forgot about it. The songs are spectacular. I used to have them on LimeWire. That's how old this was. Okay, so movie. you were obsessed with that movie. You were... It I was know. a very deep, deep uh, fixation. Oh, for sure. I had every single song as my like ring back tone, my ringtone. It was yeah. ingrained in my life and all over LimeWire. It was oh so good. Okay. So I just rewatched that and I can't believe I, I have abandoned it yeah, for as long have. as I did. Okay, Wait. let's go to... Oh, did you watch any movies? Yeah. I, he, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> am I a co-host I, well, or am I just in the, in the Zoom? Well, we didn't... We didn't talk... We didn't, we didn't talk about movies. Okay. So, did, no. so okay. me and Adam just recently rewatched Miss Congeniality 1 and 2. Highly recommend. Oh, okay. Miss Congeniality 1 is mm, supreme. Congeniality I 2 was... I haven't watched was, that in a while. It's okay. You know, whatever. You could pass, but definitely watch one. And then we finally got around to watching the latest Marvel movie, The Eternals. Which... Very proud of you. It's a little, it's a little, um, Marvel's selling out. Oh, how have they not been selling out before? What the fuck? Because the, the definition of Marvel is selling out. What the fuck are you talking because about? Because at least when they were ridiculously just pumping content out in the Marvel universe, it was within the characters that we had known for years. And so it made sense. But bringing in Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie into Marvel universe, it breaks the fourth wall a little bit for me. Like I know, I know that Robert Downey Jr. was famous before the Avengers, but, and Scarlett Johansson was famous before the Avengers, but I never saw, I don't know. It felt like the Avengers and the Marvel universe was real. And now it's just Hollywood. Oh my God. I completely disagree with you. When I look at Marvel, I literally just see Hollywood. Oh my God. Did you know? Okay. So just real quick. Did you watch Spider-Man? Not yet. Cause it's not available to stream. So, Okay, just real quick, because we do have to wrap this up, but Jurassic World's 
the third yes. is coming out the day, uh, I think either after Adam's birthday or before Adam's birthday. And okay. So I'm watching the trailer on, on the big screen at my house with the big sound system. And obviously I'm just crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I can't believe it. But oh yeah, for for new listeners, Scout is it's very off brand and weird, but she is so obsessed with Jurassic Park to the point where if we if you play the theme song, she will start crying like automatic tears. Okay. And it is anyway, so she, and she was an extra in the Jurassic World. She went to fucking Hawaii and she was an extra and they cut her out of the movie. All right, so now we're talking about our plans to go see the new one this summer. No, so I'm watching the trailer and I've been waiting for this trailer to come out. I knew that the original cast was coming back in 2020 and I was like, fuck, I have to wait till 2022 and here we are, here it is. But they started, I didn't realize this is the last the final and the dinosaurs are in the snow this they were saying the final chapter an end to an era and then i started sobbing and i look at adam and i go no one told me this was the last i can't believe i will never have a new jurassic park movie for the rest of my life how could no one even prepare me for this? Why didn't I realize that they weren't making any more? Why didn't they invite me back for the final chapter? And it was really rude. I was literally bawling hysterically. And Adam was just like, be thankful that you still have one left. And I was like, no, it will never be enough for me. Always on the bright side. <laughs> okay, what books are you reading? Okay. So books that I'm reading, you know, I did do a little book roundup in a recent episode. I said that I read One True Loves by TJR and then Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. So if you want to listen to my reviews, just go to my TikTok. So right now I'm actually reading this book called One Night on the Island. Actually, is that what it's called? Oh, fuck. Okay, well, it's by, it's the new Josie Silver book. But guys, this is an unreleased version this is the first book that I have been gifted as a book influencer. Wow. Okay, this is the this is the beginning. This is of my journey. Literally, I got a little DM by oh, you know, Penguin Random House, <laughs> and they said, "Hi, we love your TikToks. Can we send you the new Josie Silver book?" And I was like, "Uh." uh, 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 uh hello penguin random house and so they sent it to me and it's fantastic you know i'm trying to figure out like what they want me to do because i don't know if i can post about it yet on like the ticket talk so but you're here saying it out loud yeah <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying it in the public i mean it's like public knowledge that it's a new book but it's not released yet so you can't buy it amazing and yeah honestly that's all i've been reading right now um i have i've been having to read a lot of uh businessy books you know i'm trying to okay so can i give a recommendation for a business book uh, you know i'm not i'm not reading like general business books it's more very specific like this uh venture deals all about investments yeah but this this one's really really gonna help you and lauren so i'm reading traction by gino oh. wickman is that his name okay the cover is terrible uh, just absolutely mm. horrific it's black it's gray it's orange it's like 
some tire Ugh, like terrible it looks like um what are those people that really intensely Tractors? work out crossfit crossfit gina wickman wrote it traction the, the cover looks like it could be a cover for a crossfit book oh. and it's it's an incredible incredible book i'm walking through it with my team at scouts agency where it just really forms your company culture and makes sure you hire properly it's like the internal systems to make your business really successful so it's technically he has something called the EOS system. It's technically made for teams, I guess, of 10 and greater. My team's at six and we are benefiting from it tremendously. I think it's something that if you are planning on having a business where you hire people to read it before you start building a team and then while you have the team and then continuously coming back to it, because I think it will allow you to set up a work culture where everyone's headed towards the same goal, everyone's fulfilled, everyone's meeting marks, there's really good communication among department and people. It's just, it allowed me to look at my business and see it as a business organization and clarify all of the departments, clarify the org chart, clarify our core values, clarify how to hire people. So that is the book that I highly recommend. Okay, I need to read it. Yeah, okay, so I'll just mention my the business books I'm reading. I'm reading The Mom Test by Robert Fitzpatrick, I believe his name is. And any any sisters out there who work in product or who work and do user interviews and testing, highly recommend this book. They, he basically breaks down like what are the wrong questions to ask and the right questions, obviously, of when you're doing a user interview. And a lot of them will surprise you just so that you can get the right data and understand specifically what your product is, how it's working and not. The last book I'm reading is, hold on, The Cold Start Problem by Andrew Chen. If you don't, if you know Andrew Chen, he's like the guy on Marketplace's community network effects. So he, and he's a really, really big investor, obviously with Camber, we're creating Marketplace, we're creating a community-based app. So I am going to be reading his book. And then let me just give some more up next on my romance novel front. I'm going to read every book by TJR. I already said that. So I want to do After I Do and then also Maybe in Another Life. These are, I think, her first two books. And then I still haven't read My Body by Emrata. It's on my nightstand. So, so good. I need to, uh, yeah, I know. I need to, I need to read it. I'm sure I can read it in like an afternoon. And then I have been seeing this book everywhere. I saw it a long time ago, but then now it's popping up all over the TikTok, you know? Happy Hour by Marlo Granados. It's mm. just like, you know, a fun millennial New York City gal book, but more like trendy and indie in a way. And then The Royal We, which I have, it's been on my, uh, what what do you think TBR means to be read? Yes. Maybe. Everyone says it's on my TBR. Oh yeah, then to be read, I guess. But why isn't it to read list, TRL? Because TRL stands for other things. Okay. That, whenever say someone says TBR, I'm like, I don't understand. But okay, that's it. Okay, because I have a, I got my team call at Scouts Agency in three minutes that I got to show up for and uh, check in. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Every, you know, every, you have a job? Yeah, 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 that, yep, yes, I do. So anyways, <laughs> that was lovely. I feel like I have a lot on my list. I feel like you have a lot on your yes. list. I feel like I really 
Oh, you know, I held my own in this space and I think I brought a lot of value here when this is... You brought a lot of value. You brought a lot of content value for someone who's not in the zeitgeist. You brought it. How many times have I said zeitgeist, take a shot? Yeah, seriously. Okay, sisters, if you liked this episode, we would be so honored if you would text it to a friend. This is how we grow the sisterhood and the community and the best free way to support the show is to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me at Scout Sobel on Instagram, Mads at Maddie Mayo on Instagram and the both of us at OKSIS Podcast. We love you. Love you. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.